Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about leveraging the building twin throughout the operations phase. I'm joined today by Kevin Bauer. He's the lead for BIM and Digital Twin at Siemens Smart Infrastructure in Europe. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Hi John, I'm really happy to be here today again. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. We've had a couple of discussions already around the digital twin and and some of the experience that you and your team have had of really building and creating this digital twin throughout the delivery phase, uh, bringing in additional detail that then enables you to start to leverage this building twin for, for more value uh, through that operation phase. And, and that's where we'd like to focus on a little bit today, that operation phase. So after we've gone through the BIM planning process, that collaborative process, uh, and you know, we, we mentioned in the last couple of recordings, but you're also a a certified trainer with Building Smart International. So, you know, that BIM, uh, that, that structured process and the collaboration around the BIM process is something that you know extremely well and, and that you're passionate about. So going through that process, then through that entire delivery phase and we get to the operational phase, um, here is where some of those those benefits that we've talked a little bit about for the owner, the operator, the the responsibles for the building in that operation phase can really start to find additional value above and beyond what we would normally see in just the delivery phase. Um, let's start there a little bit on some of those values. Can you give us a little bit of an overview about some of the values that a digital twin can bring in that operation phase? <clears throat> Yeah, I think you know the, we have a lot of values a digital twin can bring, and um, there are different stakeholders to which we can address. In general, I think there are three main uh, areas of values we deliver. The first one is the technical operations, where we can really help the facility manager um, operating the building more efficient by combining the operational data. For example, we get alarms and combine these alarms also with the BIM model to tell them exactly where it is. The second area of where we can de deliver a lot of value is making buildings more energy efficient by combining, again, the operation data with data from the BIM model, identifying which homes should have which energy, energy usage to do, for example, gap analytics, and really identify where is some where are some rooms which are not operating perfectly and the third part is then um, helping the end users for example staff in hospitals being more efficient by let's say asset tracking helping them finding assets or colleagues more efficient all right perfect uh, i'd love to dive into each one of those categories one by one because what, what i think is really interesting about the conversations we've had up until now is that some of these things you you've actually done and it's not theory, it, it's it's something that you've you've realized, you've gone through the process and we see it working. So I'm interested to to get a little bit of detail into those three phases, the the support and value for the technical operations of a building, the energy efficiency and sustainability, and then finally the the productivity and of the of the users of that building. Uh, so let's dive into the first one. Can you give us a little bit more detail around some of the things, some of the use cases, some of the values that uh, Building Twin can bring for a technical operations manager or a facility manager, someone who's keeping that building running up and up and going every day? Of course. Yeah. Um, I think at first I would like to talk a little bit about the problems. What we have today. You know, we had a lot of uh, customer discussions where, let's say, for me, it was really important as we started up 
pitch the digital twin concept, ask them the first thing is, um, what problems do you want to solve? Yeah, Because at the end, it's let's say we don't want to just create products or solutions. At the end, for me, it's really important to solve problems and make the world a little bit better and help our customers. Mm-hmm. There we in, identified, especially in big hospitals or let's say in big um, uh, industry complexes like hospitals, data centers, pharma and industry complexes, which are really, really big, yeah, that the technical operations is often really inefficient because the people, <clears throat> they just, you can say, they don't know what's actually where in the building yeah? because the buildings are often 20, 30 years old. And uh, sometimes let's say there is an alarm popping up from the building management station saying the, uh, the, the sensor with the ID XYZ231 is broken. And they just roughly know where this issue is. And then, let's say, what's the, the, the today's process and how to solve it? It's like this, ah, they see there's a problem. And then they uh, wander a little bit around. Yeah? <laughs> so mm-hmm. they, let's say, they don't make it really efficient because you know, they also don't exactly know where the problem is. And therefore, they go searching where this called. So they just know this could roughly be in the second floor. And then they go somewhere the second floor searching for it. And then they see, ah, there, this is the product which is broken. Then they go back, look up, is this on stock or not on stock? And then they go back in, again, back there. And let's say it goes like this. Yeah? So we identified um, the process, how to solve the problems today. They have a lot of waste in it. Mm-hmm. And um, the really important part which is missing is really giving them the experience exactly where is the thing yeah so combining let's say the alarm management with a 3d model helping them let's say there's an alarm and then they can jump into the 3d model and see ah this is in a surgery room this is in a hospital in a surgery room so it, it, uh, it's really important the priority and then they can look up is this on stock stock and then let's say if they have it on stock and they need to solve it really uh, quickly, then they exactly also know where this is and how do they get there. Yeah, I understand. And and I can imagine, you know, the example you used, there's a hospital, but there'd be many different types of buildings that, that have this similar situation, you know, that are, are large facilities, they have multiple different applications spread across different places, uh, any campus, uh, universities, airports, hospitals, uh, where... Not only is there too much to know the detail around everything, like you describe, uh, you have a rough idea of maybe which building or which floor or which wing uh, something is in, but then also not knowing what's there, what the application is. Is this a, a space where you can enter easily? Is it a space where you need to wait or block it to, to make sure it's not being used to do maintenance, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, that level of information is often not available today, if I understand correctly. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> this, they, just, they, are, they just miss this information and then let's say the, the process are really inefficient. Probably another example, <clears throat> going away from hospitals more into pharma and industry, they have the same issue, um, but that is a little bit different. You know, um, the most important for a, a production plant is to keep the production up and running. Mm-hmm. And therefore, let's say they normally close down their production just one or two weeks per year, which is... Uh, uh, over Christmas and over New Year's Eve. And then they need to solve problems as quick as possible or, ex- or change 
um, um, products as quickly as possible. So for them, FTDs or fault detection diagnosis is really important. They need to identify already in advance when something breaks. Mm-hmm. And then in these two weeks, solve as much as possible. And having this really good uh, uh, digital twin combining the operation data with the BIM, it helps them solve more problems in less time so you can open up the production again quicker and make more money. Yeah. And I can imagine also enabling that that prioritization to know uh, of the the 10 things that need to be done today or the the 100 things that need to be done in this two-week shutdown, what needs to be done first, where are these spaces which are most critical but also the most difficult to access, et cetera, et cetera, so that you can prioritize not just with uh, you know what happened first, but uh, start to work more more actively and, and more considered in the way that you go about your daily operation. Exactly, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, the second one that you mentioned uh, when we talked about a, a general topic or an overview of space where where a digital twin can add value is energy efficiency. Can you give us an example of, of, around how digital twin can be used to really attack this uh, the sustainability topic? Yeah, at the end, let's say we are all, we all, I think, should uh, work towards these goals, being energy efficient, cut down the CO2 level that we all work together to achieve our green deal. It's a really important topic. It's a, yeah, where can the digital twin help to achieve this? It's today, often, let's say, the energy usage is not uh, perfect in the buildings, although buildings uh, produce 37% of all the CO2 level uh, output. And let's say what's really interesting is that when we combine the data, what we get get from the building management station concerning room automation or primary energy consumption, um, and we overlap this with a BIM model, let's say creating a digital twin, we can then um, create cool dashboards showing up really quickly the energy consumption, for example, what's the temperature in this in this room, what's the, what's the, the CO2 level in this room, to really give uh, the operators a quick overview what's the current state of the billing. And let's say with these dashboards, then the FM guys can take quicker decision. And let's say if they see ah, one room is overheated and this room is overheated for a longer time, then you can deep dive, especially just in this room. And then there's also a, a feature we call gap analysis, where you then can really just for this room analyze what's the the, uh, the the shoot value and the current value. And if this is not matching over a long time, then let's say we should adapt the, the configuration of the automation systems. Or in general, we it is a trigger for us to do something because let's say mm-hmm. the building is not configured perfectly. So you're leveraging the understanding of the space itself. So not just not just the floor area, but the type of space, uh, you know, the the 3D representation of that space, and use that to derive the best case scenario, and then making that gap analysis like you described to really identify the areas where not only are you are you maybe a degree off a set point or 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 two degrees away from where you expect to be, but also compared to the the total expectation within that space, and knowing a little bit about the energy requirements to to make the changes that um, that have been 
completed by the system to help you make that that decision again and see where do we have to make changes, where do we need to to even operate in a slightly different manner uh, so that you can reach those goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is about on the one hand we get data from the management station, the operation data. What's the consumption? What's the uh, temperature? What's the CO2 level? Mm-hmm. And then we take the BIM models. But there we, on the one hand, also get really important information concerning what's the square meters, what's the cubic meters, but also what's what is the the typical usage mm-hmm. of the room. Is it an office area? Is it a meeting room? Is it an open office? Is it a bathroom? Yeah. Depending, I'd say, what's the for what you use the room, yeah, the 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 the, the set points should also be different from an automation perspective. And we need to bring these two worlds together mm-hmm. to optimize it continuously. And then next is the BIM model, a 3D representation, a 2D representation, or whatever, is a really good tool for us to make good dashboards because you know just uh, Excel list or something like this is quite complicated to understand. Yeah? But having a cool dashboard showing these rooms are red, also the red ones are the bad ones, the green ones are the good ones, yeah, is uh, much easier to understand for people. And let's say if you see mm-hmm. these, three, these three rooms are red, yeah, there you have to do something. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's, I really like the last point that you mentioned because it's something that we shouldn't underestimate. In your in your opinion, how important is it just this ability to to bring information together and be able to make it more easily understood and and easy to to digest for for a user? How much of a benefit can can the building twin be when we use it to bring this this kind of you know, static data and dynamic data together and just make it easy to understand and easy to to absorb? Yeah, I think it's really crucial because you know uh, today. Um, probably there are a lot of errors in buildings, or let's say, or buildings are not really optimized. But the thing is that you know people just don't know it, yeah. And mm-hmm. if you just don't know it, you know you cannot optimize it. And um, um, combining these two worlds, making a better visualization, and then from the visualization derive a dashboard, and give the people really, let's say, not just the next step after this dashboard is give the people really an, a trigger or notification or a hint what they should do, mm-hmm. then it's much easier to, to solve the problems. Yeah? Because, you know, today is like this, the FM guys need to really drill down and on their own identify, look up what could be the problem, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really time consuming. Yeah? Yeah. And now let's say we take the data, combine it, and now make dashboards. And then next after, after the dashboards also give direct hints Hey, this mm-hmm. could be the problem. Um, um, you could you can solve more problems in less time, or identify problems and solve problems which you have not seen before. Because you now, combining this big amount of data, you know, buildings have so many sensors, it's just complex. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not it's in general probably not possible, yeah, because it would take too much time. Yeah, understand, and and I think that's that's one of the other really important points to mention is that not everyone can be an expert in every system, and as as buildings become, you know, more heavily automated, we have more operational systems that sit within them, and they all have, you know, uh, hundreds and and dozens of different sensors collecting information. The ability for us to to use that information relies on us to understand it and make decisions from it. So any improvements we can make to 
to simplify the visualization, to, to bring understanding quicker, to, to recognize a difference or a, or a gap or, or, or a fault more easily means that that daily operation is not just easier, but it's also faster and more effective. Exactly. There, you know, you, you pointed out a really important thing here. <clears throat> um, you know, having these 3D visualizations um, is uh, much easier to understand. But we also identify from customers, they say that this, this 2D view schematic and 2D floor plan views, yeah, this is really complicated to understand. <laughs> and, you know, the problem what we have, still still have, is let's say you have a building and then you probably have somebody who is already working for this hospital since the last 30 years. Yeah? Of course, he understands the building perfectly. But, you know, a new young guy which comes in, he has a really, it's a really hard cookie for him to understand the building, you know, just after two years, yeah, or mm -hmm. three years, he understands it. And we got now the, the, the feedback from our customers that they said, yeah, having this 3D model, yeah, like a computer game, helps them a lot in onboarding the know-how. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's like a game. And the young guys, I'd say the people already love to play video games and they somehow expect this also in the in the work area. Yep. But on the other hand, yeah, it's also helping them really quickly, like in a game, having fun, going through the building and learning game-wise how the building works. Yeah, yeah right. Like a, that, it's a, a term used probably a little bit too much, but gamification, just, just at least bringing making it easier, making it more enjoyable and maybe making it more interesting using the the you know the latest technology to also help something which is is part of their daily operation a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit easier to understand. Perfect. The, the, at the start we mentioned three different types or three different areas of of value from an operation uh, digital twin. The last one you mentioned was uh, productivity. So how using this kind of technology, having a really detailed 3D model that's integrated with the live data can also help the users of the building uh, and those uh, within the spaces going about their daily business uh, improve their productivity. Can you give us an example of, of a use case in this space? Yeah, also the um, um, increasing the productivity is a really important topic, for example, at hospitals. Imagine uh, hospitals are opened <laughs> so if you build now a hospital, it will be open the next 50 to 70 years, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days. And, you know, the main goal of a hospital is to heal patients. And therefore, um, um, it's really, uh, let's say today, nurses and, and doctors sometimes have the problems that, let's say, their productivity is not perfect because, you know, they have some small issues, yeah? like, for example, finding objects, let's say, like medical equipment, uh, X-ray scanner, uh, 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 which you can, let's say, take uh, around the building, or let's say, where's the next mobile bed, or let's say, where's the next colleague. And I'd say to, to solve these problems, a digital twin with a focus use case, for example, on asset tracking is a huge benefit for them, yeah? because let's say, they also, what you need to enable this use case of asset tracking, you need on the one hand uh, a representation of the building, here mainly 2D. You probably don't need 3D, but it's really important that this 2D is derived from a 3D model that, you know, also this other 
use cases like technical operations and energy efficiency all have the same representation. But for the stakeholders of the staff, of the hospital staff, there you need a, a 2D representation is enough because you know, it must be easy for them. But what they need is on the one hand this 2D representation, but then also this view where they see where is the next equipment? Where do I find a mobile scanner? Where do I find a mobile bed? Where is the next doctor? Where is the next nurse? So that they can uh, be more efficient because today um, a lot of time gets wasted through this. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, of course, this is this can get used by the, by the hospital staff. But on the other hand, also the patients can then use this digital twin and also the visitors because, you know, you know, were you ever in a hospital which was quite mm. big and you didn't find the, the perfect way to uh, uh, visit somebody? So I experienced this already quite often. Yeah, yeah and, and that's an interesting you know, connection because you mentioned uh, all of these different use cases, whether it's technical operations, whether it's energy efficiency, whether it's uh, productivity should use the same representation because that representation should be as close to the real thing as possible. Um, but for this particular use case, just putting the simplest uh, version in the hands of the user so that they can find what they need to find is a really important one. And, and I can imagine that in this use case, this is another example of where it's really about bringing data together from different sources and making the connection between that representation of the, the building and the space and that, that, that live information, whether it comes from uh, you know, uh, different sensor types, whether it comes from automation systems or IoT or whatever it might be, you need to be able to combine and marry these worlds together to be able to fulfill that use case. Yeah, I fully agree. And um, this is really interesting in hospitals. But let's say, as you said, yeah, combine, combine, let's say, the structural world with sensors. Also really interesting for office use cases. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, you have a, a flexible working area and let's say you want to have an app to show which rooms are used or which uh, 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 desks are used let's say you can order desks and therefore yeah you need in the rooms iot sensors which detect the movement or let's say the occupancy and then visualize it again in a 2d floor plan on a mobile app that let's say the office people can really quickly um, um, get a room or identify where to go. Yeah, mm. yeah and, and and what I really like about this use case or what I find interesting, this is really not, this is starting to, to reach beyond you know, the traditional operational technologies because I can imagine here you have, like you just mentioned, presence detection, but also occupancy sensors. Uh, when we're talking about asset tracking, you know, we need some way of, of really identifying the, the current position of a particular asset. What are the kind, you know, in your experience, what are the kinds of sensors and the different systems that you've had to integrate in fulfilling these kinds of use cases? Um, yeah, I think it's quite uh, depending, let's say, for, for different use cases, you need different sensors. Yeah? Let's say when you think about these technical operations, um, it's really about these energy systems because, you know, these sensors are quite, distributed the technical central units which you don't find that quickly the same is for the energy efficiency um, but when you think about this increasing of productivity 
then it's also a lot of, let's say, room automation, having IoT sensors distributed in all the office areas and and rooms, for example, that you know you track everywhere the on the one hand the, the movement, the CO2 level, you have Bluetooth sensors, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's that that combination which is is essential to address that use case as you described, but then also more important, that ability to visualize and make it simple because uh, getting all of this different information from all these different systems it can't be easily absorbed by by a user of a building without, uh, you know, without some way of understanding it visually. Yeah, uh, full heck for you. I, I can't imagine because, it, as you described before, so often today, even for a technical uh, technical operations manager who's known a building for a long time, when you when you're looking at spreadsheets and you're looking at at uh, you know device names that follow some naming convention, the, it's it's difficult even if you know the building um, as well as you know your your own house to really know all of the details that you need to find. How, you know, in, in the examples that we've used so far, how has that translated into daily operations? What's the, the feedback been um, from, from these discussions with customers after they start to recognise and, and absorb these benefits into their daily operation? Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> the, also the, the feedback is, quite, is really good. And let's say um, what we see is, of course, uh, depending on the kind of building you operate, um, different use cases are really interesting. Yeah? You think mm -hmm. about hospitals, pharma, industry, then, you know, this technical operations and energy efficiency is really an important topic. And, of course, in hospitals, also this increasing of productivity of the, the, the staff. But then, for example, in offices, it's really important to be flexible enable this 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 workplace experience use cases so just to what's really important is let's say you really should think about what's what kind of building you operate and what are your strategic objectives yeah? and then let's say you really have to think about how which use cases can help you to achieve your strategic goals because just uh, uh, taking a use case but let's say don't thinking about if it helps to achieve a strategic use case could probably go in the wrong direction. Yeah? So yeah. thinking through this is really crucial. And that's a great message, I think, to, to end the discussion on because like you've, you've mentioned before, when uh, to really to, to build this, this digital twin, you know, to, to start from the very start and invest the time and effort uh, through the, the BIM planning phase, then through the delivery phase, uh, you've, you, we've discussed before, you know, bringing in uh, 3D scanning at all the major phases within that delivery phase. You know, to, to do this and bring this investment and to get the real value, you have to put the thought in and understood right from the very beginning what you're trying to achieve. Uh, because without that, uh, how do you know uh, if the effort is worth it to a certain extent? Would you agree? I fully agree, yeah. It's really all about, let's say, thinking about in the early phase, what's the problem and then how to solve the problem and does this problem really solve some some um, strategic uh, uh, target of you, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, perfect. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for your time. It, as always, it's a really interesting conversation and, and I love to hear those real life use cases uh, of how 
how we're starting to use the digital twin uh, actively and and things that uh, have been you know talked about let's call it or 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 people are you know we've we've had thoughts about what could be done where i'd love to hear is is real life examples so thank you so much for joining us again today you're welcome it was really a pleasure uh, always a pleasure for us as well and i look forward to having some more discussions because i'm still interested to hear a little bit more about uh, especially you know one of the topics that i just mentioned that we talked about in the past about this 3d scanning and integrating this almost as a as its own standalone discipline into this whole process uh, i'm interested to hear a little bit more about that so maybe we'll organize another conversation but until then thank you again and uh, and a huge thank you also to everyone out there who is listening or or, uh, or uh, watching this episode remember to subscribe like share comment uh, keep your eyes out for more discussions with kevin around the digital twin topic and of course new episodes every week here on buildings of tomorrow and until we see you there uh, we'll see you very soon thank you very much